Hi, I'm Pastor Mike, and I believe scripture makes a difference. If you think so too, this is a message for you. Have you ever been accused of tooting your own horn? It's a phrase that means attracting attention to your own successes. It's not usually a complimentary phrase. It's usually synonymous with being a braggart or fishing for compliments. But sometimes people don't notice or even care that we've accomplished something significant. And as people, it's helpful to have those significant things recognized. It sustains us when we're learning new skills, and it encourages us to keep doing what we do well. And it builds our confidence when we're trying new things. When our accomplishments are not acknowledged, we tend to wonder, do I even matter? And our culture tends to focus on great accomplishments, doesn't it? Star athletes who win games and popular actors with blockbuster hits and business successes like IBM and Microsoft, they get all the attention. And in a world that glorifies that type of success, how do I know I even matter? Well, if scripture makes a difference, Maybe it tells us we do, and why. And it's the Apostle Paul that comes to our rescue again. Many times he teaches us in his letters that we matter to God, to the church, and to the world. We matter to God because we're his adopted children. I've already quoted many times in this series Romans 8.15, but I'm going to read it this time with two more verses, verses 16 and 17. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption of sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may be glorified with I don't want to overlook the fact that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if that's the inheritance he has, then we also are princes and princesses in the kingdom that he's bringing about. Not only are we his adopted children, but we are an eternal testament of his grace. Ephesians 2 is a powerful chapter where it talks about the great things that God has done for us. And in verses 6 and 7, it says, And God raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Whenever I read those verses, I think of Jonathan's son Mephibosheth, who was called with his crippled feet to have a permanent place at King David's table. And frequently I picture Mephibosheth struggling on his crippled feet to get to the table and not make the other guests wait. But because of his disability, he moves slowly and he's emphasized. And as people see Mephibosheth coming to the table, they see the grace of King David. This passage tells us that you also have a place at God's dining room table. 
And for all of eternity, the angels will see you coming to seat at God's table. And they will think of his grace. We are both God's adopted children and testaments of his grace. But also, we are his workmanship. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. That word workmanship is a Greek word, poema, for which we get our word poetry, and it speaks of God's creativeness. And we are testimonies that God can take anything and make greatness out of it. Not only are we significant to God, but we are significant to the church. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 that we have spiritual gifts, and he teaches us how to use them. And in verse 7, he says, to each, don't overlook that, to each and every one of us who will put our trust in Jesus Christ, he has given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that's what makes us significant to the church, because if we don't exercise the manifestation of the Spirit, then our congregation is left without that aspect of that manifestation. We're there for the common good. Significant to God, significant to the church, but also significant to the world. We are an empowered witness of what Jesus Christ has done. We sometimes think of Acts 1-8 as a uh, statement simply to the apostles, instructions to wait. But if we read this in context, we understand that it means a lot more. Acts 1-8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is one of my favorite verses to demonstrate the power of the second person plural or the southern draw. A more accurate way to translate this, although it's not technically correct, is to say, but you all will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you all. And you all will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. All believers in Jesus Christ must be empowered by the Holy Spirit in order to be a witness to a world that has no other way of understanding. God has no plan B for getting his message out. We are what God is depending on to tell the world what Jesus can do. We're also significant to the world because we can help. Galatians 6.10 tells us that when we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Or in Ephesians 4.8, it says, let a person do honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Now, all this emphasizes the fact that Paul is confident that every person who trusts in Christ has a significant contribution to make. And your reaction to feeling insignificant should be to reject the idea that you are worthless, inadequate, helpless, or hopeless. Reject the idea that you're a failure or unimportant. Reject the idea that you are unnoticed, useless, or futile. 
Reject the idea that you are fruitless or ineffective. You need to believe that Jesus and his work in you have been made significant to God, the church, and the world. Instead, think of ways that you can heal, sustain, guide, reconcile, or nurture others. Say it out loud if you have to. And recognize this truth in others as well. You are the minister who points out their significance. You can do this anytime you feel it within yourself or when you see it in others. Simply reject it. You may have to memorize some of the verses I've talked about today. You definitely should pray, owning these feelings honestly before God. And you may have to risk behaving according to the truth, even when your feelings don't support you. The outcome will be worth it. You'll be sustained when you're learning new things. You'll be encouraged to keep doing things you do well. And you'll be more confident to try new things that you haven't done before. And that's scripture that makes a difference. This video is adapted from the messages of Sunrise Fellowship, where we believe scripture makes a difference. Please consider liking this video and sharing it with your friends on your favorite social media. If you live near Enid, Oklahoma, we'd love to meet you. Our service times and places are on our Facebook page and can be found by searching Sunrise Fellowship Church. I hope you'll come back again for more scripture that makes a difference.